Welcome to a parenting space actually designed for you, where you can get answers about navigating a life that includes autism. I'm Dr. Tay, and today I'm answering your questions. Anytime you submit questions on my social media, they could end up on this podcast. Let's dive into today's question. Today's question is all about aggression. So in my Facebook community, a parent had asked about how to navigate dealing with aggressive behavior. And one little caveat, which I need to do another like full episode on this, but she was talking about PDA being part of this autistic child's profile. So pathological demand avoidance, which is basically When you place demands on your autistic child, their body goes into fight or flight mode. More on that later. I actually am trying to find someone whose expertise is really in this area to come on the podcast and talk. So if you found someone and have connections, let me know. But basically what she was saying, and one of the things with PDA, the ways that we respond is trying to reduce the amount of demands that we're placing on the child. And she was saying she felt like she had done that. But basically what was happening, she was describing in the Facebook community, which is If you're part of the Facebook community, you can go search aggression and see this whole conversation. If you're not, the link is in the show notes to join. You're absolutely welcome. And I love being able to answer questions there and share more information, which it's not just a duplicate of what I post on social media. But anyway, she was talking about different ways of trying to help him regulate. And then additionally, that too, sometimes he wasn't apologetic or wouldn't admit that he that hitting is wrong. And so the question became like, how do I support this? How do we navigate this feeling at a loss? And so I want to break this down for you. I also think for this parent, it's helpful to hear more of the conversation surrounding it than just simply what I can type in response on Facebook. So let's start at the top of the episode that what I want to say is aggression is a form of communication. I know that's sometimes so foreign to think about, but your child is trying to communicate something with you through aggression. And so one of the things that we have to do, we have to take this step back and ask ourselves, what is coming before this and what is coming after this. So I have an entire episode. It's episode 10 on ABCs. So antecedent behavior consequence. So it's looking at what, what came right before that aggressive behavior, or even you can think about what's triggering it. And then also what is your response to it as a parent that sometimes we don't realize we might be inadvertently reinforcing behavior. And so we have to be mindful of that. I, what I would recommend if you haven't listened to that episode is pause pause here. And I want you to go back and listen to that episode because understanding the function of the behavior is going to become the key first and foremost. Now let's talk about then how do you respond to this? If you feel like you figured out the function. And so one thing that I want you to think about is that Sometimes that aggression is more of a sensory regulation or just like a form of emotion regulation. And yes, it's a less preferred form of emotion regulation, but it's still a form of 
emotion regulation. And we need to intervene on this. Unlike stimming, where it's like if your child is spinning or flapping their hands, we allow them to regulate in this way. With aggressive behavior or self-injurious behavior as well, we do want to intervene on this because of safety reasons. But it's also understanding, and this is where really, and in that episode, the ABC episode, I talk about tracking this so you can see patterns, but you might be able to identify that in some ways this is regulatory for your child. And so I think that is something to keep in mind is how do we ultimately create that same sense of regulation? and that same sensory input for your child. And so it's interesting because it might be like, no, I don't, I don't think that sensory is part of this, but there is another episode which can be helpful all about sensory experiences. Episode 18, Sensory Processing with Occupational Therapist, Dr. Sam Goldman. And we talked about how Sensory isn't just the five senses that we learn about in school, but that our body has actually a total of eight senses. And one of those are proprioception. So what proprioception is, is the sense that we can sense our body in space. And so it's a lot of like physical movements, a lot of things with the joints, but that can be regulatory in nature. And so again, understanding the function of the behavior, but one of the things is if we think that is part of it, we want to give a quote unquote replacement behavior that matches it as much as possible. And so what this might actually look like is modeling other forms of activating regulatory strategies for your child, really movement-based, you have to decide where your line is as a parent. But one example of this is if they're hitting you, can they hit a pillow instead? And some of it just might be putting up the pillow and allowing them to exert that. Some of it might be like, yeah, I understand. You're really mad right now. Okay. This is what we can do. And like hitting the pillow. If you're like, no, that doesn't feel appropriate. That's a parenting decision at that point of you having to decide. But what I am going to tell you is if it's a sensory proprioception based thing, it needs to be sensory based in order to keep being regulatory. And so sometimes what happens too is with aggression, then we're trying to de-escalate kids and help them unwind, but then they're not getting that sensory input, which is then making them more frustrated. So other things might be on a trampoline. It might be like bouncing a ball over and over. That's nice because you're actually moving your joints. It might be swinging in a sensory swing. It might be going for a walk or running around the house. It might be potentially doing some yoga if your child will engage in that, but that also might not be upregulating enough for them. So that is something to keep in mind. Another thing that I did talk about too, is that a lot of times with aggression, we can get really stuck on wanting the child to understand that it's not okay to hit. We talked about this in episode 41, all about executive functions with Dr. Abby Jones. Of When we think of executive functioning, which is basically different ways that our brain works, impulse control comes way before this ability to like understand be able to apply information to complex social situations. And so this idea of teaching them that you shouldn't hit and helping them to understand the reasons why, really where we need to start is just simply teaching that impulse control. And so that could look like some fun things too. Like teaching impulse control could be like red light, green light, or Simon Says, or even playing fun games during everyday activities of like, 
okay, stop and go things like that. I did have a parent say, I posted a reel about that recently of like, well, my child intentionally does the opposite thing. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I'm like, just play the opposite games, right? That that's a form of impulse control that you're working on. And so that is going to be a simple or skill to be able to teach them theory of mind, theory of mind. What it's saying is saying, I understand what your brain is thinking right now and that how you're feeling. And so sometimes when we get into these social rules and social nuances of why hitting is not okay, we're tapping into theory of mind, which is actually a pretty advanced skill. The other thing of this is keeping in mind that aggression I talked about at the start of the episode is a form of communication. It's also that your child is just dysregulated and doesn't know how to channel this energy, maybe in a more effective or socially acceptable way. And so again, this is where modeling for them or helping them to do other more acceptable things. Again, this, I mean, it could be silly things too. Like for example, one mama in response to the initial question said like, she instantly distracts either making funny noises or running in circles. And then eventually that the second mama's daughter will just follow the lead and that can help to be regulatory in nature. But this is a form of dysregulation at its finest aggression is. And so we also want to remember that when, and I have two episodes on emotion dysregulation, it's actually episode two and three. The first one's on dysregulation for your child. And the second one is actually on how to regulate yourself in these dysregulating situations. So those could be good resources to go back and listen to as well. But remembering that when your child is dysregulated, logic is going out the window. This isn't the time to try to teach them, to try to really like get them even to call calm down a lot of times, because a lot of times how we teach calming down, is like we're talking them through it and logic is out of the window. And so some of it is, can we channel this energy to something else to help regulate them? But the other thing that you can do too, is I think aggression in particular, that something more activating is helpful, but also you modeling deep breathing, it's going to help calm your nervous system down, but then it also the breathing and the cycle of the breathing actually can be regulating for your child to hear. The key is though, especially for a kid that has a PDA profile, you don't want to place it an additional demand. You don't want to tell them that they have to do it instead, just model. And the more that you consistently do this, the more that they will follow along. And then once they start to come down, this is a really big key. Once they start to come down, maybe the aggression has disappeared. It's easy to think the situation has passed, but most likely they're not back at baseline yet. And so I want you to continue regulation. And this might be where you do more calming activities. For example, bringing in that deep breathing or like squeezing too. again, some proprioception and physical elements to that. Sometimes providing deep squeezes is really regulating, but for some kids providing deep squeezes when they're already being aggressive, isn't safe, but as they start to come down, you can keep helping them to regulate. And then here's the thing. The, the last thing that I want to say is that you can definitely work with therapists that are going to come at this from a very behavioral approach. And that was some of our conversation too, of like, we just need to ignore this behavior. And 
Again, if we come at it from this idea that all behavior is communicative, that's actually not getting the desired result of by just ignoring the behavior. We want to help support your child through it. And this is where modeling can be really effective. But this mama actually said in the comments that that was her intuition was to model things, but then getting all this input from more on the behavioral approach, she almost found herself overthinking it. And I want to remind you, like I say this probably every few episodes, trust your gut, trust your intuition. If something doesn't feel like it's working and you're, you're like, I call them spidey senses are going, this isn't going to work. I mean, of course there's, there's a time and a place to be like, okay, let's try this. But if you still keep getting those spidey senses, like move on, find a different approach. And so what you see here is I talked about different ways to support your child that aren't strictly behavioral in nature. There are behavioral elements that come into play. For example, no, we do not want to reinforce the aggression. And like I said, at the top of the episode with a BCs, that C being the consequence and consequence, not meaning negative, like a negative consequence. It's just, how do you reinforce that behavior? How do you attend to it? How do you respond to it? We can inadvertently reinforce the aggression. If we're like being like, stop hitting you're like, you're not supposed to be doing that. It's getting them what they want. They most likely are dysregulated and trying to get your attention. And so we're reinforcing that. And so traditional behaviorism would be like, just ignore it all together, right? But I think we can provide these supports and really validate your autistic child's experiences without reinforcing this aggressive behavior. And so this is where acknowledging that they're really frustrated, validate their feelings. And you can say something simple. You don't want to over-explain like, hey, yeah, you're really frustrated right now. It's okay to be mad. We cannot hit right now. Let's do this instead. And you're modeling it. And you might not even say, let's do this, because if your kid has the PDA profile, which again, I'll try to do another episode. I do have a uh, reel on it if you want to go look for that. But if basically the more demands we place on them, the more their body goes into fight or flight mode. So it might look like, I understand you're really frustrated right now. Let's you acknowledge it. It might, even I'm saying let's, right? It might be like, when I'm frustrated, I I find this really helpful and just doing it. Let's does tend to be like, let us like do this, like more collaborative and less like it's placing a demand on the child, but you'll have to experiment around with your language. So, but I also, the last thing that I will say before I wrap up this episode is that remembering this is going to take some trial and error. That one, this is where I... Y'all know I love social media. I use it all the time. If you've been listening to this podcast or follow me on social media, and I think it can be so helpful, but I think this is also where we need to be cautious that like one solution isn't going to be some magic tool for your child. And this is, I do think going back to that EBC episode to really understand the function of your child's behavior becomes so important before you jump into like strategy and intervention mode, but it is going to take some trial and error and what might work for one family might not work for yours, but 
small tweaks can get you there. So experiment with it, hang in it for the long haul. Don't think that you're going to listen to this episode and all of a sudden you're going to be able to navigate your child's aggressive behavior and it's going to go away. It's taken some time to develop and probably was reinforced in some way and they're not getting what they ultimately need in other ways. And so we're trying to model that and help them get that support in other ways, but that is going to take time. All right, y'all, that's a wrap for this week's episode. Just a reminder, if you have questions like this, you can post on my social media. You can post in the Facebook community. Like I said, that is linked in the show notes. You can send me a DM. And I always try my best to give you some solutions like in the moment. But a lot of times then I literally am taking notes of being like, okay, when it's time to record a Q&A podcast, like, I need to circle back to this. So just know I'm really trying to tailor the content to what y'all need the most. And the more input you can give me, the more than I am going to be able to provide the information that you're searching for. So I'm going to give you this little reminder. What are you going to Google for right now? Right. And like realizing, I mean, Yes, Google can be helpful in some ways, but also sometimes it creates unnecessary worry. It's also hard to figure out what to trust, what not to trust. And ultimately, you still have to listen to your gut on that. But I can help too. So let me know what questions I can answer. I love doing these episodes. All right, y'all. Bye. This episode was meant to be short and sweet. Full-length episodes air every Wednesday with many episodes like this sprinkled in between. So subscribe now so you don't miss the next one. And if you want to inspire a future episode, because that's how we roll over here, ask me a question on any of my social media pages for a chance to have your question featured. Bye y'all, and I'll see you soon.